fait, j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner pour te, te demander allô quelque chose quoi Welcome to Arts Week. I'm your host, Candy Hammond, and my guest today is writer and performer Christine Ernst, also known as the fattest cancer bitch. <laughs> this is the first time I have had her on my show when she's in the, in the off season, when she isn't here <laughs> to talk about her upcoming one woman show. So I asked her to come on because I wanted to talk to her about life and about changes and writing and anything else that comes up. And I hope you enjoy it. But first, I just want to tell people that this Saturday, February 25th from 10 to 3, Provincetown Theatre is holding auditions for non-union actors for the East Coast premiere of the Tom, Tom Jones reimagined, regendered The Fantastics. There will be a sign-up sheet in the lobby, and people will be seen on a first-come, first-served basis. So again, that's this Saturday, the 25th, from 10 to 3 at the Provincetown Theater. Okay, so hi, Christine. <laughs> it's so nice for you to come in, and you know, I follow you on social media, and um, I'm just so entranced with these weekly vlogs, B-L-O-G-S's, oh, that you've been doing, like these recordings um, that go on YouTube of your essays. And and so I've been just keeping up, you know, with what you're doing. And, you know, you've made some big changes in the last yeah. year or so. So yeah. Yeah. I just thought it would be fun for other people to hear, people that are creatives or aspiring creatives to hear about you know, life and changes and how you can make those things happen. Oh. <laughs> well, I, um, I left a job, um, a job that I'd been at for, well, one job for six years with, with the organization after a job of five years with the organization, after almost 10 years of deep involvement um, as a board member and performer. So, um, which amounted to 20 years of- Wow, that's of, a long time. Of basically all of my, creative energy and um, physical energy too, for that matter, um, to an org for 20 years that I left in August. And that was unexpected. August of 2022. August, last August, yep. Um, wow. Okay. And um, that was- That's going to be a scary leap. It was exactly a scary leap. It was a, um, <laughs> it was terrifying, but totally necessary. Um, and it took me a long time to adjust. And I knew when, when I understood why I needed to leave, um, it, was, it was immediately apparent, but one of my first thoughts was now I can, now I can write. Now, mm. I can, now I can do some hammering in my jewelry studio. Um, the things that I'd, I had planned, like, oh, I'll shoehorn that into my weekend. Or, <laughs> yeah. or maybe if I can ever afford to retire, which I don't think I could, I will do the <laughs> things that I love to do. I, I loved my job, most of it. Um, I was really good at it. It was very, it was deeply satisfying. My husband also worked for the org. Um, right before I left, my daughter had gotten married there. Like it was a, it was not just a job. It was right. kind of a home. It was a home, yeah. It really was. We had my parents' 50th anniversary party there. I got married there. Like, like, the, wow. like it, was, it really, so I, I have, my husband still works there. So it's a, it's an, it's an interesting um place I find myself in I at first I felt marooned and stranded and sort of adrift um but then I quickly regrouped I'm still I mean it's 
it's it's always a process. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I I dove into writing. Also, I wrote through the experience, which is very helpful. Mm-hmm. That's how I started. Very therapeutic, yes. <laughs> started writing because I got cancer 22 years ago. So that's yeah. so. Here's another giant major curveball in my life. How will I deal with it? I'll write about it. And um, mm-hmm. so I did, and that was very helpful. Um, but it also established a different kind of writing practice that I was used to. So instead of like early in the morning before work or or taking up all my weekend, I could take my coffee and come out to my writing cottage, which is a, not a, it's not an actual cottage. It's um, <laughs> it is a tool shed with a space heater that I've decorated like, <laughs> like the fort that I always wanted as a child. Um, <laughs> And it's cozy and snug, and I'm probably happiest than I've ever been in this little teeny space. Well, when I see your your recordings, and as I see you now, because we're doing this via Zoom, um, I think it looks lovely and cozy and like <laughs> an amazing place to to write. It it's sort of magical. It's sort of magical. So, so I established a writing practice immediately, the one that I'd always dreamed of and said that I really wanted, and that was um, that was. Um, the start. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I invented a new shape of my writing practice. Um, I started to record um, monologues weekly, something that I had said that I would always, always do for the past 10 years since I've been working as a spoken word performer. Um, mm-hmm. And I finally, finally did that. And I, of course I thought, oh, well, I'm going to need all the special equipment or special lighting. And I have a computer with a nice camera and they, it works just fine. And yeah. Um, I'm on I'm on Facebook every Sunday, which that's a public recording. I'm I'm also on YouTube at Christine Ernst FACB. Mm-hmm. They're all of my recordings. Well, see 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 my recordings. Is it a vlog? Is it a video podcast? Is it a I, I don't even know what to call it. It's just um, it's a it's a five to ten minute um, story mm-hmm. <laughs> about my fascinating life. <laughs> But it is, you know, I find, well, I immediately messaged you after this last one that you did about body image, which I think, you know, and I think, you know, I think there probably isn't a woman who would raise her hand, not not raise her hand, that she hasn't had these issues. And so I think that's what's so wonderful about what you do, because I think you know, it's so relatable. And mm-hmm. and I think that that's, to me, been the wonderful gift of your, your writing and your performances all these years is I always come away with like, oh, wow, it's not just me. And it's like, oh, you know, well, it's not just you. And that was the whole point. That's how I started writing because yeah. I, I had to get cancer in order to decide that I had something important enough to write about my whole life. I wanted to be a writer. At 34, I got cancer. And one my second thought after holy swear word, I have cancer. <laughs> um, the ne- my next thought was, ah, now I can write about something. And mm. I began to write my way through that experience, thinking I was going to write some beautiful, noble story about a single mother having breast <laughs> cancer. Mm. And, I, and it, I wasn't. I was writing about my regular normal life. Like I was writing about mm. going to the supermarket when I was bald because of chemo. I was writing about still having to shave my legs because I was, I mean, like it was normal mundane stuff. And when I began mm-hmm. to share those stories, not only was it like confirmation for other women, like, thank you for telling that story. Cause that happened to me too. Um, it was also understanding that my story was your story. Like almost every, every one of my stories 
is a metaphor. My cancer was metaphor for someone's divorce or someone's heartbreak. It was mm -hmm. the way I received the story back was such good medicine. I always say that the story will heal us all. And I, I think I think we suffer because our story goes unheard and untold. Mm -hmm. and, and I, oh gosh, I wish I, I teach a writing, I facilitate a, a women's writing gym every Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And it's a place to write story and share story and receive story. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I, and every morning I walk into my kitchen after that class and my husband says, how was class? I said, oh, it was amazing. He said, how can it be amazing every, every Saturday? <laughs> it's amazing every Saturday. It's, mm -hmm. it's the magic of um, sharing your story and receiving someone yeah. else's story. It's, and you know, and it's interesting when you talk about that it was when you got cancer that you started writing. And it's, I think that's, what you know if there's anything any of us can learn is but you don't have to wait for no. something dramatic to <laughs> happen that's to what i tell my writers do not write. wait till yeah. you get cancer in order yes. to start writing just to pick up a pen do not wait yeah. until the devastating illness do not wait until the horrible divorce do not wait exactly until start now yeah. because in, yes. in, in, in what i want you to write about is your trip to cvs yesterday i'm mm -hmm. Curious, pick up a pen and write for seven minutes on your trip to CVS. And I swear yeah. to God, you will have a good story at the yeah. end of seven minutes. No, you know, one of my absolute, you know, well, it's a theme often in like, you know, your essays I've, I've seen you perform over the years is your visits to the St. Vincent de Paul thrift shop. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think uh, those oh. are just lovely. And, you know, and it, I think it reminds all of us, like you just said, write seven minutes on your trip to CVS and you'll have a story. And I think that we forget, you know, and we're not present in the things that are happening. And, you know, that, and I think that writing like yours helps us, helps remind us that there is um, importance in the everyday. Uh, not just importance, that's where all of it resides. Like yeah. it's, I, I have a lot of women who come to this gym who say, oh, I've, 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 I have this idea. I, I know that I can write a novel or, or I've, I'm, I've, I, I've always wanted to write and my stories just aren't interesting enough. Or it's, it's as if they're waiting for some beautiful bestseller to just drop out of their head yeah. onto the page. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would, would you run a marathon that way? Yeah. Like you have to train, you have to practice, you have to be limber. Um, and, and, and maybe that's not the goal for you to, to write a bestseller. I have a lot of people who come because they want to write a memoir or they want something to give to their grandchildren or or they've lived in silence their whole lives and would love to see their story in ink on a page. There's such power mm -hmm. in that. Um, uh, so yes, yeah, so don't wait till you get cancer. <laughs> tell your story. Um, don't be afraid of the blank page. Um, uh, hit me up, call, email me and come to my writing gym. Um, <laughs> Just, I, I guess it's I, the the story will save us all, and I, it's it's imperative that you share it because mm -hmm. it's important. And and how how has your writing been changing in these months since you don't have a nine <laughs> to five or a or a nine to eight oh, job? Dear. Well, I have a couple of solid revenge novels that I will never publish. <laughs> Um, there might be a, a very funny play with all the names changed that I might publish. Um, uh, it's changed in that I, it's, it's no longer, I no longer have the excuse of not having enough time. 
um, mm -hmm. to write. Um, I no longer have um, the excuse of being too tired or too exhausted. <clears throat> I'm very lucky that I, I, I'm able to um, regroup during this time. I didn't have to jump back into a full-time job. I also have a side business that where I make jewelry and I teach classes. No, I want you to tell us about that too. So yeah. I guess it's it, um, to to have dropped into a totally creative life is um, I, I'm I'm up at five thirty every morning anyways to get my kid to school. So um, and I'm I've become in my mid fifties a morning person. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, <laughs> who'd have thunk? I used to be a night owl, and now I'm like in my jammies at at 7 p.m. looking for a cozy bed. Um, but I'm, I, I, I love coming out to the writing cottage slash tool shed with a space heater and, uh, and, and being creative and, um, and working on pieces and imagining my next show. And I do have an, I have a show in March, actually. I have one show. Oh, that, oh I didn't um, realize so soon. I know, me too. I'm surprised. It's called, uh, this year, the show is called, uh, of course, it's called Bite Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is Cancer Bitch 2023, Bite Me. But um, you mean that in a really nice, you know, positive way. <laughs> sure, Candy. <laughs> it's, um, I, I, it's a, gosh, it's, it, it has to be called Bite Me. It's actually, it's called Bite Me because my, my wonderful niece, gave me one of those swanky L.L. Bean totes for Christmas. And, um, and when I opened it, um, one side says beloved, which is a word that, that I often hammer into. Yes, it I occurs love the word. writing a lot. I just, I love the word. And I mm -hmm. flushed it to my chest and I thanked her tears in my eyes. And she's, she was crying too. And she said, turn it over on Chris. And on the other side is printed, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to have sort of, um, the binary. So some days I'm beloved and some days uh -huh. I'm telling the world to bite me. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's the standard collection. I just had an opportunity that they, they had a date at Sandwich Town Hall um, through the Sandwich Arts Alliance for Women's History mm -hmm. Month, for Women's, Women's Month. And, um, and I'll be, um, I'll, I'll have more dates later on in the year, like I always do in the, in September, October, I'll book those soon. So, oh, so, so that's, that's simmering, that simmering along nicely. Yes. Um, I just want to tell people who are just tuning in that you're listening to Arts Week on WOMR and we're talking with Christine Ernst, um, writer and performer about life evolutions and changes and writing and making jewelry. And, um, making jewelry. <laughs> exactly. So tell me a little bit about the jewelry thing. I'm, I'm very curious about that. So I have a, a little jewelry studio in the bottom of my husband's sculpture studio. It's called Spoon and Hammer. And um, for about, oh, let's see, since 2006, I have been hammering antique silverware, silver plate into bracelets and rings and pendants and earrings. And I always say that every woman should own an anvil and a good set of hammers. <laughs> it's partly therapeutic. I was going to say very therapeutic. And it's partly, it's writing because I stamp words into these things. So mm. I, I hammer them. I hammer the hell out of them. I make them, I take a, I take a, a crappy old spoon <clears throat> and I turn it into a beautifully textured blank canvas. And then I hammer a word or a phrase or a date or, um, or like map coordinates or mm. whatever is, whatever is meaningful to you. I, I do a lot of jewelry. Of course, I made it for like everyone I know has a bracelet mm -hmm. or of earrings for me um, and then I started to sell so I, I uh, created Spoon and Hammer Studio 
um, dot com um, online, and that's I've been doing having a little business through that. Um, I have a lot of return customers. Um, I teach classes in my little studio. I can teach up to five women who can come come and hammer a pendant or a bracelet or a band bracelet, a spoon cuff. Mm -hmm. So I have cups that look like a spoon that sits on your wrist. I have bands that are made from the handles of iced teaspoons and cocktail forks. <laughs> I have um, a mermaid cuff where I make a mermaid tail from a soup spoon and hammer that into a bracelet shape. Mm -hmm. um, and I make earrings out of fork tines. <laughs> I've seen those. Those are really cool. Yeah. So that's, where do you find it? Is, is it hence the, the thrift shop? Um, it started out with thrift shops, but um, you, you can you can't find silver plate in thrift shops anymore. People got uh, so I buy them in big lots from Etsy okay. and sometimes from eBay, which is nice. like I'll, I'll get a like a 25 pound box of old silverware, <laughs> <laughs> which is like Christmas morning going through and imagining part, part of part of the joy is that most of the pieces I hammer are over 100 years old and um, it's wonderful to imagine um, the story within like who's, mm -hmm. who chose this for her trousseau who's who, what baby did this feed yeah um, what family did this fork serve it's um occasionally i'll come across a piece that has that is filled with such terrible energy that i um cannot hammer it and i just set it aside interesting sometimes, that's interesting. i know sometimes i don't know sometimes you i don't know if you if, i don't know if you've had this experience well sure you have like you get an intuition about oh stay away from that person or or mm -hmm. sometimes it occurs with an object, but it often for me occurs with, with an old spoon that either has such sadness or, mm. you know, an angry story attached to it that mm. I, I just set aside and I, I don't work with. Interesting, that's really And conversely, some spoons, when I hammer them, I'm like, oh my goodness, there was such love in this household or it's just a, a beautiful thing to take something, to rescue some beloved object and turn it into something beautiful. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. that's, so that takes up some of my time as well. I, I get a lot of commissions. People bring me like a spoon from their grandmother's set. It's the last one and they want to turn it mm -hmm. into a, a piece of jewelry um, to commemorate them. And that's, that's pretty nifty. It's so. lovely. Well, it's nice too to have, because um, writing, as you know, you know, I mean, it's like so in your head to have something that is more kinesthetic and something that physical that, you know, it's completely like, physical. And I would challenge just about anyone I know to arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay. Yep. So you build very, those muscles. Very, huh? very strong hammering arm. Yes. Yeah. But you, you, you could go and try to hammer a, an old teaspoon flat and see. <laughs> It's good work. I might get some some questions in my household. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's noisy work. You'll, yeah, you'll need to have some some uh, ear protection on if you're. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You need yeah. like yeah. Ear when I'm in when I'm in production mode, I have to wear ear protection, and I and I I have thrown my shoulder out a couple of times, so I have to be. Have to wow. Be yeah. This is dangerous work. Oh, it's hard work. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, so, it's, it's very, like I mentioned, it's therapeutic. It's just like, and I, often I, I just go down to my studio just to hammer old spoons just because I'm mad about something. I can either put it on the page or I can hammer it out and sometimes both. Do you sometimes, because I find doing work that is, you know, I don't know if monotonous is the right word for this, but it's like repetitive. Maybe that's a oh, better word. Do things come to you right 
in your head um, as you're doing so, this ever? Um, yes. Uh, so recently I had to hammer, um, be still and know that I am God into 25 spoons to be made into keychains. Oh, wow. So that was kind of a long phrase for the work that I do. So I had to do it in a, like a big soup spoon. Got to hammer 25 of those flat. Imagine, and I always try to sort of commune mm -hmm. with, the, with whatever I'm hammering. If it's a name, I try to get the story of the name or why someone wants this bracelet. I'm always trying to imbue each piece with, with the meaning of the story. And um, this, was, this was for a Bible study group for a woman who um, wanted to hand them out to the people in the group, but also she wanted to have a bunch in her pocket to hand out to strangers that she met and talked with because they mm. might need to know to be still and know that I am God. I've, I've, I, I just love that notion. Be still, first of all, be still. Yeah. We are always, how often are we being still and just sort of in that? No, way? I know. Not, not often still. enough. To be still and feel safe. So to hammer that 25 times became, gosh, quite, a, became quite a meditation and a workout, yeah. I might add. Um, so th that became the seed of a monologue that I'm working on for Bite Me. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, because somehow in every, all of my work, somehow Jesus, or I'm a lapsed Catholic, but um, Jesus pops <laughs> up or the Blessed Virgin Mother pops up um, <laughs> sort of just to, just to you know, to let me know to be still. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not no, per se, but um, th there's a spiritual message unexpectedly so often. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as you've taken this journey to go from, again, you know, being somebody that did, uh, you know, nine to five and probably more since you worked oh, in the arts more like seven like, to six wow okay <laughs> which, I, which I didn't begrudge that was that was it was such good work it was important mm -hmm. yeah no so have you taken that sort of schedule oh you were saying you've become a morning person now and you're getting up earlier and and um but do you you know are you are you scheduled about what you do? Like I do jewelry in the morning and then I do writing in the afternoon or do you have certain days for things or? No, I've, I've, I've tried to let it be a little bit more organic. Mm -hmm. um, and of course I went through the period where, um, oh, your, your weekly usage has increased by 50% over last week because um, I discovered the rabbit hole of um, TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so I've, I've gotten, I'm a little bit more scheduled. Um, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I need a lot of structure. So, and I, yeah. and I'm a list maker. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to have, yeah, me too. I love lists. I like, I like to have things to tick off. I like to, yep. I love to walk out <laughs> with my cup of coffee and sit down at this desk and start to like to work on this project. And then I'm going to do some time on this project. So I, I have time. I can go for a walk. So it's, it's it's structured but it's loose and that's mm -hmm. also that's also um something i have never been used to so that's mm -hmm. that's been a, a nice benefit as well no it it must be you know such a change and so nice it's like oh i don't have to stop you know in the middle oh. of something you're working on that's really flowing and um and then try mm -hmm. to that's regain that flow you know at yep. the end of a a long day it's and, nice to to be able to the luxury to remain in the zone mm -hmm. you know, like once you once you start on something when you're in the flow like that time just speeds by and you look up and it's five hours later mm -hmm. that and that that's not for me that's always a sign that the work is productive and vital and that's that's ex, that's 
that's pretty nice. This is kind of the the creative life that I've always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. um, there's not enough income attached to it just yet, but um... I know that's that's the catch twenty two. <laughs> when you when you crack that nut, Christine, please let me know that secret sauce. Oh, because... do, do what you love, and the income will follow. I I I don't know if that's true, but I feel um, never have never having had the luxury of time to pursue creative endeavor seriously as I am now. I mean, I did mm -hmm. pursue it pretty seriously when I had a full time job. Yeah. but I was exhausted all the time. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, how you had a more than full-time job and produced a one-woman show every single year for years now. I mean, that's just remarkable because that's a lot of content and yeah. other things in between you would do, oh. you know, as well. Yes. Teaching Not classes, good. hammering jewelry all through those years. Um, yeah. So to flip the focus is is uh is a great gift at this time mm -hmm. um, i'll be 57 in july um i want to live to be 100 because i have so much to do uh -huh. I, wanna, I need to live to be 110 <laughs> to get through my list. <laughs> but i um i feel like um I, I keep saying lately oh i'm on the i'm on the brink i feel like i'm on the brink and it's not of an abyss i feel like <laughs> i feel like there, there's a lot that's coalescing and i'm i'm very grateful for that and Exciting. Well, you're, you are, you know, an amazing talent. And um, I have, even before I knew you personally, I always, um, you know, looked at you as just somebody that was like, wow, it was just yeah. such a great way with words, not just words, but you're that double threat to be also be, you know, a really good performer. Because before we started recording, we were talking about there, those are two very separate things and not everybody mm -hmm. is good. You know, you can be a good writer, but not great at reading your work aloud or vice versa. And um, so it's it's a rare talent that you can be a performer and a good writer. And um, it's, the challenge for me is always to have it, to have have the work be as vibrant on the page as it is when when it's spoken, when mm -hmm. I speak. So yeah. I had someone recently asked if they could read one of my monologues and I was like, what are you talking about? You're not me. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's so interesting. That must have been really interesting. It was. It was okay though. Like, oh, I had I never considered my work that way. Like, yeah, sure, you could read it. That's wow. I hadn't ever thought of anyone ever. Like, I, I it's um, it, it's it's also sort of the, you know the fallacy of being an artist too. Like, oh, oh, like you're always downplaying your stuff. Oh, it's just the thing that I do. You know, it's my right, right, right. You kind of minimize it in ways that do not serve the work. So yeah. I'm trying to loosen up a little bit and um, think a little bit more broadly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, as we wind down to the last minute or so, what are you passionate about writing about these days? What oh, is... um, uh, my work is, is always autobiographical and I'm, I'm passionate to um, uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I like that afflict think, the comfortable there's a, i think there's a there's a biblical reference in there like always like be a, an instrument of peace always like mm -hmm. like like help me let me do no harm at the very least but um help me help me um deliver my gifts as effectively as possible and please help me invent the bumper sticker that will save the world <laughs> that's always my mission there's i know there's four words or five words together that will that will i don't know create tremendous <laughs> change i will i will work on that too and i'll send you <laughs> i'll send you some words <laughs> send them 
So again, if people are interested in your um, in your writing, um, I can't remember the word you use, not lab. Oh, Jim. Writing, so writing, writing Jim, which writing is a great Jim. word. How yep. do they reach you? Just reach, uh, uh, just write to Christine Ernst Writer at gmail.com. Okay. And if they're interested in having something hammered into a spoon um, um, for your uh, spoon and hammer studio.com, or they can Christine Ernst Writer um, uh, at Gmail will also, will also. Okay. Be. They'll all get to you. They'll all get to me. My, my phone number is. Four five four six one nine nine. I don't know. I'm taking all comers. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. This has been absolutely delightful to get to talk to you, and thank you for continuing to inspire me to want to be a better writer too. And uh, so, well, thank you, and I will see all of you next time on Arts Week. Pour te te demander Allô, quelque chose quoi yeah. mm. Quelque chose quoi yeah. mm.